Segunda Show. I'm Fred Armstrong, you listen to Radio 8 Ball with Andra Armstrong. the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and every Radio 8 Ball show features a musical guest providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, and today that musical guest is Tracy Bonham. Hello. And Tracy has invited a bevy of illustrious characters to ask questions on her episode. And the first of those is someone who really needs no introduction. I'll just welcome him to the Radio 8 Ball show, Fred Armisen. Hi, Fred. Hi. <laughs> uh, you ready to do... <laughs> did we lose you there? There's something called timing, Fred. Do you... Have you... Do you think... Uh, I, did you go I'm to... Working I'm working on it. I know, you're working on it. You're doing pretty good. So how do you how do you two cats know each other? You want to ask Fred or me? For a while. Yeah, it's been. Um, what year did we meet? Two thousand four or five? Yes. And what were you were you playing music together? Were you? <laughs> uh, we met at a concert. A your concert? We did. No. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn and Dumbo, Brooklyn, and U2 was coming over the Brook Manhattan Bridge on a flatbed truck. Do you remember that, Fred? I didn't You don't remember, remember that detail? That. I, I remember that there was a time where they did that. Oh. But I didn't realize that it was happening right there. That was the one, I believe. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, and then they came to play at that makeshift um, stage in the Dumbo the park the park did they perchance play pride in the name of love i don't think we really watched the concert <laughs> you're just so excited to be meeting fred armison you were like screw <laughs> these irish blokes i, was, I, I don't remember so were you a were you a fan of tracy's music before you met her yes and i she's been she was like well known for a while already <laughs> and so I guess, like, I, I don't know how to put this, but I was really starstruck. You know, I was oh like, oh, my wow. God, please. <laughs> yeah, come on. You oh, power of your music. Thank you. Of course. Of course he was starstruck. <laughs> Meeting Tracy friggin' Bonham? Oh, of course. Oh, you know. Okay. All right. Now, do you still do you still get starstruck with certain people? Do you, do you still meet people who are, who just, you're like, I know I've met everyone, but I haven't met you yet. And oh my God, I'm meeting whoever it is. <laughs> um, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the time. There, there are people who 
it, it's weird how we're like on the exterior, you know, I like pull on it and think, oh, look, I'm going to, you know, like person and not make them feel awkward, but on the inside, I just freak out. And I go, oh my God, I can't believe it. Who was the last person you met that you were starstruck, you felt like you were starstruck by? Um, I was in the presence of uh, Wendy and Lisa, you know, who were in Prince's band. Oh, yeah. So, um, Lisa called me with Wendy Mulvoy, and, like, I spent so much time with Lisa Prince and seeing that version of the band, you know, the revolution. And this was um, fairly recently, just talking to them. I couldn't believe I was talking to them in regular human tones mm-hmm. because they, for me, are like, they, I always picture them on clouds and on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like sort of floating around. It's so crazy to talk to them that, that together. It was, uh, but I played it cold, you know. I mean, like, cold, cold. I don't mean like cold. I just didn't freak out on that. Right, right. And, uh, you are a drummer. When you meet these musicians, do you try and work your way into playing some music with them? Not necessarily yeah. all of them. <laughs> oh, all the people partly do. I like try to figure out a way, like maybe be around instruments and uh, maybe somehow end up playing together. At least in my, from my memories, for when I'm much older, I can look back. You know what? I actually did the time before. Even if it's a couple of notes, smile at me. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm now I'm, I am kind of curious. Is there one particular session you find you found yourself, you know, sort of like shoehorned your way into, and you're like, what am I doing here, playing with so and so? Um, let me think for a minute. Uh, I went to this now really name but I went to um, Stuart Copeland's. Uh, rehearsal studio or recording studio or whatever and I, I played with him a little bit and uh, I think that was that was one of those moments where you know I was just, we just playing whatever and then you, were you uh, playing drums play. in his presence or something else everyone switched around what's so that there was a, everyone there was switched a around oh. there, and we just switched instruments and it was so much fun but also I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I had to sort of put that aside so I could try to play it probably I could. You know, uh, we, I, I, Trace is having a little bit of trouble. We're, uh, we're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, it's a little bit under, you know, it's... It's, it comes in and out a little it's bit? It's a little underwater, like, you know, it's like a mm-hmm. like some Prince va- backing vocal, perhaps. <laughs> like an extra no, flange I'm, on it. What part can I miss? What part can I miss? Actually, oh, that's better. Whatever that's you're my, doing there... Yeah. I took off the um, headset thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Maybe that's it. That, that darn old headset. Well, you, we, we got most of it, but basically you were saying about when you were playing with Stuart Copeland, you were all changing yeah, we all instruments? Just, um, we all switched instruments. There were like four of us there, and we just, some old bass, the percussion, and whatever, and it was just a, a regular, like, I, I, can't, I hate to use these words, but it was just a jam, you know, we just <laughs> yeah. played. And, jam. Um, but I couldn't think too much about being in awe of anyone. Just sort of focus on trying to play. Yeah, you just got to play. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about like when you're doing music with people. At some point, you actually just have to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just sort of be yeah. like, oh, I can't yeah. believe I'm in the room with this person. You're like, oh, I, G chord. Okay, good. <laughs> so, how many instruments do you play? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much 
drums, guitar, bass, and maybe a little piano. But that's it. Oh, that's all. But that's it. That's all. <laughs> but I mean, like, only in a sort of, like, uh, when I say I can play them, it's just from the angle of punk rock, you know, to mm-hmm. the there. Mm-hmm. I'm not a virtuoso, any of them. I love playing the drums. Um, but, you know, it's definitely from, like, the new way punk rock school. Right, right. So, well, uh, let's let's get let's let's get on a new wave here and get your question for the Pop Oracle. Uh, I, I assume Tracy prepared you. You have some query for the the, the synchronistic force that that lives in all music. Uh, what do you got for us? Um, I don't know. First of all, I try to not overthink the question. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just kind of walk around and sort of in the moment, like in the in the latest hour or so, I try to think, okay, what 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 is the real thing that I do wonder about? And I don't know if this is a why question or if this is a if question. So uh, or is this a it wouldn't be a if question. It's like, is there. Okay. So um it's gonna be I'm actually going to do both questions because they're related to each other. And both so the first one is, is there a culture in which people paint their rooftops where you get something from above? You know, like uh, a painting or a picture or even advertising or a sports team. So is there a culture that does that? If not... Why? Why isn't that done often? Why, when I land at an airport, why aren't everyone Because people really love to express themselves. People, really, you know, it's kind of like, like the human spirit. They just mm-hmm. love saying, this is Graham, this is the team I like, this is the high school I went to, this is the band that I like. Why do we say that all the time? So uh, is there a culture where people paint their rooftops as a form of self-expression? And if yeah. not... Why not? Yeah. I think that's a great question. I love that. It is, it is I have to say, it is a question I have never <laughs> thought of wow. before. Never? I love that. I it love reminds that. me of a children's book that I, that I would read to my son. There is a, some kind of book where Mr. Plum paints his roof and everybody judges him. Ah. Oh, we don't want that. No, no, no. But everybody, a culture, I like it. Okay. Especially if they're all in cahoots and they can make a nice, beautiful... Painting. Well, yeah, yeah. So, like, like those, like when everyone holds up a yeah. a card at a at a sports event and it, and that makes a picture or something like that. It's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's let the the pop oracle determine the answer here. So, uh, the question is: Are is there a culture where people use the roofs of their house, their their homes, as a form of self-expression? And if not, why not? And now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf. Fred Armisen, I am going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 wheel of eight. Whoa. And it is song number eight, which is All Thumbs. Okay, then. All thumbs. I'll go over to the piano.
do I know about anything? Love is a two-headed beast, clumsy and stupid, ready to crush everything. What? It comes. I'm all thumbs. Now, now it's confirmed. Love is a bottle. Into a wonder, it puts up a good fight. Willing to lose everything. What do we know? Do we know about it? What do I know? Do I know about it? Soon as it comes, I'm all thumbs. That was all thumbs. Yay! <laughs> From Tracy Bonham, the answer to Fred Armisen's question, is there a culture in which people use their rooftops as a form, or rooftop art as a form of self-expression? And if not, why not? Tracy, before we get into interpreting that as the answer to the question, do you want to tell us a little bit about where that song comes from? Mm-hmm. Um... It's, it's a beautiful song, thank by the way. You. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Uh, well, it's about not really knowing what to do when you fall in love. And um, it becomes very confusing. You feel like you all have all thumbs. You, uh, you act, you know, differently. You think differently. And you may foul it up. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I have some... Pretty out there ideas about how that answers the question. But before we get into my out there ideas, 
Fred, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, there's a kind of, well, first of all, I'd like to agree that that is such a beautiful song. And by the way, wonderfully performed, you know, it, I, I, you can't take that for granted that you would show up at this studio and just kill it, you know, this <laughs> evening or this afternoon. It, it's amazing. Your voice you. sounds so great. Thank you. Um, what a song. <laughs> um, I would, I would tend to go um, literal uh, because I think that I'm guessing that maybe one reason, and I did not think this before, but a reason that it might be um, difficult for most people to uh, do something on the roof is that it's probably difficult to get to. <laughs> you know, it looks easy, but it's probably... My real answer for why I haven't peeked in my own roof mm-hmm. is that I'm well found if I'm going on, on a ladder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's pretty I dangerous. I will definitely not be able to steady myself um, to, you know, to, to try to be safe enough and, and patient enough to really do a good painting in my, my roof. I, I just yeah. want someone else to do it because yeah. I feel like with ladders, I'm all calm. That's, I think that's, that's a really good, that's a really good interpretation. <laughs> uh, what, what I was thinking, well, the first thing when I think of thumbs, this is just me, but I think of Eric Roberts in the Pope of Greenwich Village, and he's and they they cut off his thumbs and he has that scene with Mickey Rourke where they like, Charlie they took my thumbs they took my thumbs so and that makes me think but then forget about the losing thumbs because he has no thumbs so that's but it makes me think of Greenwich Village Pope of Greenwich Village and I think and I and I was thinking about rooftop gardens oh and then I said oh well green thumbs all thumbs so green thumbs so I was thinking that in a way we kind like. We, we are the way that people do use their rooftops as a form of self-expression is in the creation of rooftop mm-hmm. gardens, mm-hmm. which is actually a thing that people are doing more and more of, you know, mm-hmm. between solar panels and rooftop gardens. People are making actually great use of their roofs. Mm-hmm. But that's a different kind of roof. I think Fred is talking about the shingle. Yeah. Asphalt. Yes. Yes. Ah, well... In that case, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) They should, you know, what they should do is prepackage, make your, you design your roof. Oh, so you go online and you design your roof, and then they make it like a puzzle and they make the shingles that go along, and it's like color by number. Mm -hmm. And then you get the contractor. So, Fred, you don't have to do it. And then you get the guy to come over, and he does your roof with the color by numbers, and all of a sudden you've got, like, Van Gogh on your roof. And all of the panels are solar panels. They're the Tesla, those Tesla panel like, uh, shingles. Yeah, you got to be green about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, green thumbs. Mm -hmm. So someone out there is now patenting that idea, and it's mine. Well. So step off. It's ours. It's yeah. ours. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wait. Well, I mean, okay, Fred right. did ask the you're right, question. You're right. You're right, how, Fred. Is this how you work, Tracy? Yes. 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 How, Fred? How many of Tracy's songs have you actually written? <laughs> Come on, I'm tell the truth. For, God. I can say feels like sixty percent. Yeah, of the catalog. sixty. Yep. Well, 
Now you, you heard it here first, folks, on Radio 8 Ball. The truth uh, comes out. You cannot hide the truth from synchronicity. Oh. Have you actually played music together before? Yes. <laughs> Why do you laugh when you... <laughs> that's not nice, When I'm Tracy. with Fred, I just laugh. <laughs> okay. You can't not laugh when you're with Fred. Uh, when we, we were... The last time we were in the same room together, we played music together, remember? Yeah. <laughs> what did you play? Fun. Fred played the bass guitar. Yeah. And I played the guitar. And we were actually making a, a video. Yeah. And Fred was improvising on the bass. And I just have to say it was it was um it was really, really fun. It was a video for one of your songs, Tracy? Or I I made a okay, I did a crowdfunding thing for my album oh. called Modern Burdens. And um, it's the 20th anniversary of my uh, my <laughs> debut album. Uh, and so you make this intro video to kind of just tell the people what you're doing. Yeah. You know? So. Um, <laughs> and you bring out the heavy hitters for that. You I asked like... Fred to help me. And Fred, you were so gracious. Of course. So. Um, that was fun. It was <laughs> really fun. You showed up and we were in this um, rehearsal studio in Times Square. I've never set foot in that building again. I probably never will. And. I don't think, Fred, you will either. It was really one of those interesting Times Square rehearsal studios that were lots of pictures on the wall of famous people from all eras. And then, you know, you would hear the practice room. I love this sound because it reminds me of going to college when I went to uh, conservatory. And, you know, you hear people practicing of all different levels. So you hear like, oh, oh, oh the terrible singer. And then yeah. you hear like an oboe player. And you walk by. And so when we were in there, we just got this... <laughs> had this idea that I would be auditioning for my own album, for oh. the recreation of my own album. So Fred was auditioning me. Oh, fun. <laughs> which was an absolute blast. And then uh, and then it kind of morphed into somehow he wanted to audition for the band, too. So he just picked up a bass and started uh, jamming with me. Did she pass the audition, Fred? <laughs> you have to watch. You have yeah. to watch yeah. the video, exactly. watch the video. Good. Yeah, don't give it away. Good, good job. Uh, have you? Uh, so we've we've already established you haven't already started decorating your house, but your roof this way. But is this? Does this? Did this idea just come to you, or is this something that you've thought about? For no, no, no. It just it really did just come to me. This from I, I don't even know why. I purposely didn't want to think too hard about right. the question, but it just sort of I, I don't know why it occurred to me. I like it. It's different. It's, it, I have to say, it does. I, it does feel like it could be the very, very kernel of the beginning of a new Portlandia skit. <laughs> <laughs> the people of Portland who are taking this uh, this new movement. I know we're, you know, supposedly that's that that is done. But you know, some of us are still hoping there'll be more. Oh yeah. Uh, no, also, I don't mind people trying to come up with ideas for the show, it, which has happened. I, I was talking to Carrie. And, um, that's happened a couple of times where we thought like, ah, oh, this would have been a great sketch. Mm. Um, and, but you know, but who knows? I mean, you know, I don't, nothing is ever final. Right. And it, it could come back around in some other way too, though, in a different yeah. incarnation. Actually, I do have a question because one of the things that Portlandia and Radio 8 Ball share is that they, that, uh, two of the creator, the creators of, both went to the Evergreen State College. I was in. I went to school with Carrie uh, at Evergreen, oh. and I have always thought that the IA, the IA in Portlandia, 
is from Olympia. But is that true? No, it's, it's the literal um, name of a statue in Portland. Ah. So there's a, a Portlandia statue, which exists, has existed for a long time, and we, um, that's where we got the name from. Well, I'm going to keep still saying that. <laughs> I there's I felt I when I watched it. There's something that feels very. I didn't I didn't live in I've I've spent time in Portland, but I never lived in Portland. But when I watched that show, I feel I don't know these feelings about Olympia in the '90s when we were. Oh, it's very rooted in Olympia in the '90s. Just you know, because of Carrie's World and the few times that I'd been to Olympia in in the '90s, I just loved it. It was great weather. What a cool place. What brought you to Olympia in the 90s? Uh, I played with a band called Transparency, played in Olympia, and then I went back and I recorded with an artist named Wondering Lucy. Huh. So I've, I've been there a bunch of times and had a, a bunch of friends have lived there. And, you know, it's sort of, um, it's just, I feel like a lot of musicians have spent time there, or uh, musicians I know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an. It was an. It's. I guess there's still some really good musicians there, but yeah, in the '90s, it had a. It was the center of a lot of activity. I feel like in a lot of ways that 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 it. Uh, the rest of the world is catching up a little bit with what Olympia was about in the '90s. It was, you know, just the Me Too movement is feels rooted yeah. in a lot of that riot girl, don't fuck with me kind of thing, and. The whole uh, homo a go go and the queer rights and transgender, all of that has been part of the Olympia conversation for my ento- entire adult Indeed. life. And so to have that sort of be something that becomes mainstream uh, is, is all is actually great. It's fantastic. It's one of those. It's the one of the few things that you don't ever you don't feel bad about being co opted <laughs> when when when. Like the good, the good movements start to become more mm-hmm. you know, nationally recognized. Sure. I, I could keep you on the show for just about ever. Uh, we could, uh, there's so many things I'd love to talk with you about, but we have to, we have to keep keep it moving. But thank you so much for for being on the show. And I I doubt anything that you're doing needs that much promotion. But if there's anything that we can give a shout out to you, for you, we'd love to. Um, no, no, this is that, this is great. This is about uh, you guys, and it's about Tracy. And I, I feel very lucky that I got to hear that song and, oh, thank and you. talk to you guys. So this, this is uh, a total blast. So thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Fred. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.